Townsend Bell, part two. Meow. All right, we're going to start in five, four, three, two. To, and to set the stage, you first year in Indy Lights, you lose the championship to Scott Dixon, yeah. who goes on to be Scott Dixon. Mm-hmm. And then you beat Dan Weldon, Joan Fogarty, Dominguez, Luis Diaz, mm-hmm. like all these like really good race car drivers mm-hmm. when you win your championship. So mm-hmm. it's not like you got a bum year and got away with one. Yeah, there were some You good had guys. to beat yeah. John Fogarty, yeah. who's like yeah. the Mr. Atlantic's guy, yeah. you know, and now you're in lights car against him. And then Dan Weldon, who turned out to be pretty good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So from that point, have you already started thinking about Europe or not do you, at all? Do you even have a no, plan? No interest in going to Europe yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. Totally Eyes focused. Totally on yeah. Ni- you know, 1986 Indy 500. Yeah, I want okay. to race in Indy cars. And of course the split happened in 96 yeah. and, and really I was cart focused. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, right. Cart that's, to that's me where it was, was the shiz. I yeah. mean, that was yeah. like, you know, that was, those were awesome race cars yeah. and, and that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. Right. Um, and at that time IRL was not particularly known for its, quality racing well it's sketch too yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. it was yeah. it was it was a bit gladiator barbaric yeah, wide open yeah. pack racing. outside of indy yeah. it was just and, yeah um, and the talent pool was kind of you know wide yeah, open a little bit yeah, yeah this yeah. was um, early 2000s so yeah no i wanted to wanted to race in cart and and um so i had i had sort of really only one one or two real offers which back i mean which is incredible really um, <laughs> right <laughs> but only one or two because i mean you were the stud at in that 2000, time, yeah, yeah, very, yeah, very so. narrow window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so, I yeah. was, and and um, uh, but there was only twenty full time cars, I think, in cart, um, and I had three opportunities. One was with Ray Hall, one was with um, uh, uh, Pat Patrick, who I ended up signing with, and one was with um, Herdez, uh Oh, was what? it Bettenhausen at the time? HVM, uh, HVM or whatever they yeah, called themselves. Yeah, so. Um, Anyways, uh, so I had a meeting with Bobby and 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 Scott Remke in their motorhome, and, and I always remember he was like, he's like, so what, what, uh, you know, what are you looking for? And I don't have an agent or anything at this time, yeah. so I'm just like, you know, it's a bit surreal, right? This is a guy that won the Indy 500. Right. I was yeah, 11 years old. Yeah, like, right. right. Like, yeah. just yesterday, I was sitting in econ class yeah. in Santa Barbara, you know, working <laughs> yeah. on a water ski hangar. Right. 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 right, right, Bobby Rahal, and he's asking about hiring me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Freakish. Yeah. Anyway, so like, I'm like, oh, four years ago, you were at Skip Barber doing yeah. a school. Yeah. 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 Like, so, Jesus Christ. Like, by the way, I know one of your driver's moms. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I can't remember what the number was. Let's say it was, I'm like, well, I was thinking, you know, uh, 750 is a base and it, it, so him and Scott just start laughing at me and to me this is like a pay cut right they basically just like laugh me out of the room almost because like, you're we'll used to your here. direct TV indie lights money right yeah right. I'm like uh, well geez I thought everybody made like at least a million <laughs> right. racing indie yeah. cars right yeah. right right um, so that didn't go particularly well yeah because they think you're this cocky son of a bitch. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I just I just have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm right, yeah. totally and overcompensated. Also selling really big sponsorship numbers. So yeah. yes. you're not like poor. Yeah. You know, right. you're like, I'd like to yeah. keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. 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 So um, uh, anyways, I end up uh, getting a deal with Pat Patrick and he signs me to a three-year contract um, with the requirement that he had to race me twice in the 2001 season. This is, I'm still in Indy Lights. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he has to run me in two races. To get a sense of how you are? Um, to get a sense of how I am. Um, so I go, and he says, we won't sign you until you test on a road course in an oval. Here's the contract. If you 
do well at the That's test. Fair. Yeah, so sure. I show up at Mid Ohio for my first Indy Champ right. Car test. At um, this point, you've done three whole years of real car I'm, racing. I'm so rich in experience. Yeah, it's yeah. 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 I mean, they should be lucky. You've to done have at me. least a half yeah. dozen car races <laughs> and three full years of real right. racing. And yeah, so I run at Mid Ohio. Uh, I'm quick, and that goes well. Um, and then uh, I go to Chicago Motors, uh, whatever that Ganassi track was, that little one-mile horse track that we raced on, where they filmed Driven. Yeah, uh, yeah, Chicago, yeah. I think it was called Chicago, Chicago Motor Speed, Speedway. It wasn't Chicago Land. No, it was Chicago Motor Speedway oh, okay. in, in Cicero. Anyways, I run there with, I think D'Amato was testing on the same day, and we're, we, we're quick, and things go well. So like, okay, sign, you know, contract signed. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said, and good news, we're going to fire our current driver, um, which should have been warning sign to me. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like they're like, you're going to run the last six races of this season, of the 2001 and Champ Car season. Yeah. Ooh. Like, wow. Okay. They're like, yeah, come to Vancouver. We're yeah. going to announce uh, you at Vancouver. And they're like, suck at Moreno. Yeah. yeah. And Roberto yeah. Moreno. You, you got the nicest guy in IndyCar. Yeah. He stole yeah. his job. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or cart. Um, <laughs> and so, I mean, it's ridiculous. I've only, like I said, like you said, I have like no experience, but these guys are like signing me this real three year contract and I'm going to go race final six races. So I fly up to Vancouver. Roberto wins. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, so the guys are like, right. hey, we have a deal? Like, he did an amazing job. I don't know, maybe we, it was some fuel. He was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, and so, like, they're like, oh, my God. Like, he won. Like, yeah, we can't right. fire him. Yeah, yeah, no shit. <laughs> so, so they're like, okay, uh, we're going to have to regroup. So <laughs> they're like, okay, we're not firing Roberto, and but we do have to run you in these two races per contract. So yeah. uh, you're going to run at Lausitz Ring and um, Rockingham. These two yeah. super oh, wow. sketchy yeah. oval yeah. tracks yeah. that yeah. were built. Yeah. Um, and it was the first two races at these tracks. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, whatever. Uh, we'll go do that. And I'm like, well, who's going to – they're like, we're going to run a third car. I'm like – who, who's going to run it? Yeah, right. who's run it? They're like, oh, we're going to use some of Dale Coyne's guys. I'm like, well, I thought, doesn't Dale have a team? Yeah. Right. And they're like, yeah, these are like his shop guys. <laughs> and You're going like, to go 230. Yeah. Good yeah. luck. Yeah. By right. the way, so, it's terrifying. Yeah. Uh, I show up in um, in Germany, and and I've only had those two test days. And, and by the way, these are like super speedways. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah these are like, tested as super speedway. In yeah. terms yeah. of <laughs> like, of big commitment yeah like yeah. racing this is there's, there's nothing bigger than those two tracks yeah um and I mean, that even, car back then too and that car yeah because yeah. we're hanford wings yeah. we're yeah. close to 900 horsepower yeah. <laughs> you're so awesome. by the way three motors a weekend every race well you have to practice right. motor qualify motor race yeah. 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 yeah yeah and yeah. and it's serious it's not f1 but it's it's stupid kind of gnarly <laughs> you're going pretty damn fast <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah um and well, you got those soft walls and Helen's devices. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah right. No safer barrier. Helen's yeah, device yeah. had just came out. I was the first one to wear one in lights. Most of the IndyCar guys weren't wearing them yet. Yeah. Um, and uh, we land in Germany on 9-11. Yeah, yeah. And so it was the crazy... Talk about baptism by fire. Yeah, that whole weekend. Uh, I think we I think we had... We might have had one practice session. Um, and then everything's rained out. Qualifying's yeah, rained yeah. out. Yeah. So I have very little track time. I start dead last. Um uh, I passed, someone told, I don't know if this is true, someone told me I passed every car in the race on the racetrack at one point. <laughs> but every, t- so why didn't I win? Yeah. <laughs> From last? Yeah. Every time I pitted, it was just the biggest train wreck. Oh, right, 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 it was right, just right, this, right. Like, yeah, like, Dale Coyne shop guys. Yeah, 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 yeah it was right, just, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, just no res- disrespect to Dale Coyne shop guys, yeah. but like this, we're late in the IndyCar season and yeah, these yeah, guys yeah. are all turned out. Showing up for the it, first time. Total yeah. disaster. Doesn't matter. Yeah. So um, I end up, uh, at the end of the race, I'm running like 13th or something and they're on the radio. They're like, 
you're going to finish like sixth or fifth because a bunch of people are off strategy and uh, they're all going to have to pit for fuel. Doing yeah. a great job. Yeah. Like I've, I'm like having this crazy good race. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I, there were so many times in that race where I should have had like the monstrous like career-ending <laughs> wreck done, that didn't yeah. happen right. yeah. with no safer barrier. Right. And, I mean, I had right. so many moments that yeah. were just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and actually, the hilarious part is my team owner, Pat Patrick, got on the radio and told Jimmy Vasher and Roberto Moreno to let me buy. Yeah. Like, I, they were holding me up. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. if you know, Jimmy is like, I just, that was kind of a <laughs> Didn't fun go moment. Over well, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> neither of those two guys were too stoked with me. Um, and uh, anyways, so 20 laps or whatever it was from the finish, Zanardi crashes. So, and the race is over. And so I end up finishing, I think it was 13th. Still had a good run, but um, like it could have been the most amazing yeah, right. <laughs> like introduction. Um, and then I got to England and I think we finished 12th there. I think I started last there too, because I had no points or lowest points. I think qualif- I think we had weepers at that track, so there was no qualifying in that yeah, one. That place was, was sketch too. That Rockingham <laughs> yeah. track was well, like just the culture, Nazareth on steroids yeah. or something. Yeah, and, exactly. Um, everything that's going on around you at the yeah. time too. It was insane. Yeah. It was yeah. insane. So that's how I started. Is it right. is it true that uh, Pat Patrick couldn't get your name right? So uh, for pretty much most of the time of that that first two years because it was like a few of those IndyCar races and then I made it like halfway through the next year and got fired um, but he would come on the radio uh, which he didn't do very often uh, only when he had something important to say um, and it usually went something like this you know I'd be talking with uh, Jim McGee on the radio and, and then all of a sudden you hear Thompson <laughs> <laughs> this is Pat Patrick <laughs> I'd be like no <laughs> and, uh, I want you to pass that car in front of you. Oh. That was that was like the oh. message. Okay, got Roger, it. Roger that. I hadn't thought about that until now. Thank you. Okay, hang hammer on. down. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's like every racing movie. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna downshift and punch right. it. Yeah, you know, we start so. using all the throttle. You yeah. know, just yeah. So uh, <laughs> Thompson. Yeah, I didn't talk to him very often, but occasionally he'd chime in from the stand. So yeah, yeah, big help. Anyways, big help. Uh, great experience. Um, but I was, uh, you know, I showed up for the start of my first full season, just full of of you know, rage, ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it no, fell flat were, in my face. You were Mr. Big Indy Lights guy. You had two good champ car races. So you were just Outwardly, it would have, you would have thought that. Mm-hmm. You would have thought this guy's cocky. He's uh, full of himself in terms of his ability. Inwardly, I was, I, I was like in a fairy tale. I, I thought, this is crazy that these guys have given me this opportunity. Right. Like, yeah. they don't understand how I was calling high schools cold calling four you know, years ago, right, four years right, ago. Right. like now i'm like an indycar what driver what happened with direct tv by the way <laughs> what's that what happened with direct tv like did they come um, with you or did you cut like it seems they were like... sold uh there was like a management change uh, okay, yeah. the company was, was sold like, and like that was it and i didn't need any more no i, I get yeah. that it was just like it's such a golden goose i'd hate to give that yeah. up like i gotta find some way to, yeah. to use this so, you know yeah. it was it was serendipity i i expected that they'd come along yeah. um, but they didn't uh, and and but so now you're a paid pro so yeah and they had the vistion deal and toyota and all of that car yeah, exactly. um, but the truth is, I, I I had so much pressure on myself that I thought, and this is, you got to remember, this is the, the rookies coming into the field back then were um, Elio, uh, Zanardi, Montoya. Montoya was the most recent one, right? And so in my head and in my heart, I thought that I had to be, to be the, the American Montoya. Right. Like... Yeah, you had to show right up out of the gate. And I'm be the ready guy. to win. Yeah, yeah. Um, what I what I had no awareness of was that I was on a I was not in the top team. I was in a mid tier team, 
and that that what I really needed to do was to learn and finish races and and just kind of quietly calm it way down i th- i was convinced that no no I, I i think i can beat these guys and if the car's not capable i'm just going to try a little harder and i crashed out of the first four races of yeah. the season i mean this is 2002 is when champ cars started to really begin the descendants it did and so like crash damage in 2002 probably wasn't as easy to come by as yeah. it would have been in the 90s yeah and uh, and basically you wrecked a lot a lot yeah i crashed so the first race of the season was monterey mexico i crashed in the first corner took out like three cars jimmy <laughs> kenny breck you know so now i've got two like highly touted veterans that you know would love yeah. to see me gone immediately right right uh, i'm on a one car team by the way so there's no teammate there's right. no there's no anything yeah. you don't it's have to go yeah, home yeah. Now. and right. i get to the second race was was that motegi that season do you know and anyways i i i'm running second like deep into the race or third, I brush the wall with my right rear uh, pit, get on new tires, go out. I mean, I'm driving like a forklift at this point, <laughs> suspension brakes. Yeah. I almost end my life in turn three. Yeah. You know, huge concussion. We uh, wouldn't even know what concussions were. Yeah, right. No, so for like the car the next for the next four months, I was waking up in the night with the room spinning about to throw up. Yeah. I had no idea. I thought it was like my wife was having me take that um, – vitamins that emergency stuff yeah. you know because like, i was traveling <laughs> it's care. the vitamin I'm c like, right? that's what's yeah, causing yeah, it yeah, yeah. so yeah. I, you know i so i'm i'm physically already jacked because yeah. i've got like a really bad concussion then yeah. i get to my next race i think was long beach i qualified fifth maybe at long beach yeah. it was like Not looking bad. back was like way yeah. ahead yeah. of where yeah. i should have yeah. been yeah, in right, that car yeah. um and then i crash uh tagliani took me out uh he thought i had taken him out at the hairpin and then he took me on up i hit the wrong guy it was servia's fault <laughs> anyways uh, i was cl- i was lapping him and he just he, yeah. he was pissed uh at the wrong guy um and then i got to milwaukee crashed there and so i'm four for four yeah and yeah. I'm, I'm backs up against the wall and yeah. i'm like what were the conversations like um <laughs> you know it, it there was there was because of the probably the way I came into it, my attitude of like we've got to win, and I had high expectations of myself and everybody around me. You know, when you're when you're the driver on a one car team, you are the quarterback, you are the the guy, and I'm failing. Uh, I had a lot of doubters. I was surrounded by a lot of doubters, um, and because uh, they're fixing my crash race cars, mm-hmm. and you know they're yeah, dealing it's not with a fun it. Feeling, you know, yeah. I'm flying back to California. These guys are yeah. sweating it out, um, fixing crash race cars. So. Um, I really, I can't look back and say I had anybody in my corner, really. You know what I mean? Um, and so now we get to Laguna, and I, I still qualified in the top 10, but I finished maybe seventh, but which was, like, amazing because I crashed four yeah, races or like, actually finished the race. Thank God, seventh. Yeah. The last two laps, I was battling Scott Dixon, whose tires were wasted, and yeah. he is he's blocking me like crazy, and I'm about to crash every corner. It was a miracle I finished that race and didn't wreck with Dixon. <laughs> so I, I finished seventh, um, and I had the second fastest race lap, and they were like, oh, okay. you know. And then we got to Portland, and I finished fourth, and I think I had the fastest race lap, and I I really should have been on the podium, but they screwed up on the last pit stop and I stalled. Um, so now I had a little breathing room. Now they're like, okay, this guy's, yeah, you know, a couple he's, races. Getting, he's figuring it out. Yeah. And then we got to like Toronto or Cleveland or something. It was like three, like two practice crashes and a race. And they're just like, we're done with this guy. Right. Yeah. yeah. Was yeah. there a, you're fucking up conversation and you got to clean it up or did it just, that, that was from the beginning. Okay. Yeah. Right. Guys yeah. Like, yeah. The very first one. Up. You're yeah. screwing yeah. up. And yeah. it's like, okay. yeah, I know. But it, it's, it's weird looking back. It's, 
I just, there was not any part of my existence that had any long-term vision. It was, it Today was, I gotta, win I gotta do, I gotta win yes, this race. it was exactly. like, cause my whole career was defined sure. by yeah, that. Sure. Like yep. if I don't yep. do this, I don't advance. And right. so I was, I was living and dying with every corner of every lap. Do you right. think that's because you're four years into a racing career and you're already in champ car? Oh yeah, so, you know, if you like, yeah right, right yeah. ridiculous. But if you had like the Kyle Kirkwood upbringing, yeah, you know, where you ran all these little series all the way up to the top, you have a little bit more understanding. You could have taken any kid from the Southern California go kart scene and put him into that champ kart. He yeah. would have been ten times more experienced at racing yeah, than I was. Right. Yeah, like I was yeah. just way well, over my head. But you also you could go the other way, which is like you did had such a limited run, always successful. Yeah that you do get this false sense of confidence like I'm unbeatable right so it's, therefore it's the big I league, can't do no wrong big league baseball player yeah. that, that is oh, I'm just going to keep swinging for the well, oh, I, I will say, hit like, a home run and, soon enough right. and, and I think you'll, yeah. you'll agree to this that like you when you're in a really good car and a good program you don't try harder to go faster correct you just do what the car gives you and it goes fast and you win and yeah. you would know that if you had spent more time in bad shit, anything outside because yeah. like gotta keep in mind if you're four years into your racing career was that three years of Skip Arbor Yes, that's not working with a crew, an engineer, yes. a team. That's yeah. showing up, getting yeah. in a rental car, and then driving whatever you have. 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas when On you work with equipment with everybody else, yeah, yeah. 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 So you, when you get in your own car and your own crew, and you guys are fine tuning to yeah. yourself, yeah. you know, you you build with that, and, and so you're kind of just hopping in and driving the shit out of it. Totally. And and you know, to be fair, like that team, Patrick Racing was, um, uh, I mean, heavily resourced. Right? It's mm-hmm. not like this is some little team. Yeah. I mean, we had like. Yeah. We freaking had like eight engineers for one car. <laughs> we had sim programs. Yeah. We had testing out the wazoo. We had this. We just weren't Ganassi, Penske. Right. But Andretti. also like 2000, like Patrick Racing isn't a name here in 2022, but by 2002, this was a team that had won the Indy 500 mm-hmm. that was like the Firestone factory team yeah. for a while. Like this yeah. was a team that was known for the 15 yeah. years leading up to it. Yeah. So. And so there was, there was pressure and, yeah. and they had picked me as, hey, this guy's the you know, he is the, He's the first round pick, yeah. right? So yeah. you you, you yeah. feel like I need You're to perform. You're the Heisman winner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I need to perform. Yeah. And and I failed miserably. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so then I was out. And uh, and then the question was, okay, what do I do now? Right. So, what, was there a call? Like how do you, how yeah. does how does that go down? So oh yeah, well, it's funny. So I, I had a three year contract. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I went to a meeting in. Um, Jackson, Michigan, which is where Pat had his offices. He was an oil guy, and uh, crazy green green carpet, green walls. That is like, what so I like want out of an oil guy. Sixties, yeah, yeah, yeah. when you walked in <laughs> for no reason, he was facing the other way and swiveled around. <laughs> yeah, towards exactly. You. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, with like the but, blinds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is when I still thought I had a job, and uh, he said, he said, oh, I've been talking to. Uh, uh, our lawyer, you know, we, we made a few mistakes on this contract when we had to sign. <laughs> By the way, we spent the first two hours talking about all the things I thought the team could improve on. Like, yeah. here's wh- what do you need? Yeah. You know, yeah. it was how like, I fix this for thought you? it was like a therapy yeah. session. Yeah. Yeah. How You're do we like, make this easier bud. for you? Yeah. And so the last 30 seconds were, by the way, we made a few things. We just need you to sign this, this deal. And, oh, no. and so I signed without really thinking much of it just like oh yeah no problem and you know we spent two hours talking about all these yeah, things yeah, yeah. The team. so you signed your own death warrant fire the next day yeah, <sighs> yeah. because they modified the terms Correct. on your three-year yeah. deal yeah yeah and you yeah <laughs> so read the fine print kids now or have an agent yeah. yeah um to be fair uh there was a little bit of relief on my side where it was like okay this is i've been miserable here trying to figure out how to make this work and and it's not working um and physically, you know, because of the crash I had in Japan, I was, I needed a break yeah. too, you know? Yeah. Um, and, 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 uh, so, um, 
I was on the sidelines. I, they still wanted me to go to the track and, you know, hey, we're going to keep you in the system. And they did pay me. I mean, it, to their credit, they paid me at least that one year. Uh, so it wasn't like I needed a job immediately. Um, and then a couple IRL teams called, uh, Menards and Panther. And they're like, we like the way you race. You know, we want to put you in tomorrow kind of thing. And um, uh, I couldn't do the Menards deal because that contract came. I was doing the seat fitting, and it was like, oh, and we need you to sign this release. And I was like, at this point, I'm reading the fine print. Yeah, like, it's a release. This is like a five-year contract. And I couldn't sign it anyways because I was under contract with these other guys. And then Panther called. Um, they they were, Sam Hornish was leaving. They wanted somebody to replace. I turned them down um, because I thought at that point, I'm like, you know, Champ Cars is kind of going – uh, at that point, I think it was clear they were going to maybe run out of money and, and, and all of that. They didn't really want to race in the IRL at that point. Well, and you just took a really big hit on an oval. Yeah. So. And uh, and so I thought I'll go to Europe and, and see if I can have a crack at, at F1 um, and, and go race in the minor league and try to get an F1. So I did works. that. So. You could go the IRL route, I and mean, like it's this is becoming a biography show, but we're not, we're not always. Everybody's their own story. You yeah. Know what I mean, so yeah. like the reason we harp on the marketing stuff is because I think that defines you more than anybody else who had success yeah. in whatever, because yeah. that is unique to you. Yeah. But I think the other thing, um, like I went to Tommy Kendall looking for dirt. He either doesn't have it or didn't want to give it to me. Um, but um, he said the one thing that not enough people talk about with you is the fact that you, you, effectively took the demotion to go to Europe and run F3000, yeah. which in the grand scheme of things, like you are a Indy Lights winner, which would be the equivalent. Yes. And uh, you just did Champ Car, and you're willing to now take a step down to go to F3000 because you have zero interest in what IRL has to offer, yeah. and you think this is going to be your rebirth. I do, and and, and I, I think the opportunity to be um, in Formula One as an American at that time um, you know, it was Michael, Michael had raced an F1 in 93, not very successfully, you know, kind of like my <laughs> rookie Indy yeah, car year. Trying too hard. Um, and, uh, and so this was 2002. Yeah. So this would have been for the 2003 season. Exactly. And, and the Red Bull thing wasn't a thing at this point. Red Bull yeah. was a thing, but I was too old. Oh, was um, it? Okay. Yeah. They okay. told me I was too old. But yeah, despite that message, you're like, I'm still going to go for it. Cause I thought if I could pull this off, it'd be huge. And um, so, uh, race in F3000 for a season. Now, historically, F3000, most people there are pay to play. How are yes, you getting that had seat? to pay to play. You did. So, invested my own money. You self-funded. I self-funded along with my new father-in-law, um, uh, who uh, really wanted me to pursue that oh, as you did? well. Okay. Yeah, I love the idea. Man, I'd love to have a father-in-law. Like yeah. That. So okay. And uh, and so. Um, uh, we went and did that. We had an opportunity with the best team at the time, which was Arden, yep. um, Christian Horner. That's where I was going. And um, uh, so I go over to uh, to race F3000 um, with, you know, I think he got one or two test days before the start of the year. We ran at Imola. I think it was only one test at Imola. And, um, you know, F3000 was really hard. I mean, these are, in that era, some of the, like your teammate was Bjorn Verdheim, who yeah. today may not be a name, but at the time, that kid yeah. was kicking ass. It was Giorgio Pantano. Giorgio Pantano. Patrick uh, Liuzzi. Yep. Or, uh, uh, Antonio, uh, Fit Antonio Liuzzi. Yeah, yep, Patrick yep. Freisaker. Yeah. Uh, they all went to F1. Yeah. Liuzzi Chiesa. made it. Uh, Chiesa. Yeah. Um, Pantano. Uh, he was wild. Um, but some good guys. Really good guys. Um, and... 
the hardest part about that was that I was going all these tracks like Silverstone or Austria or Monaco, and there was 30 minutes of practice, and then you qualify. Um, and the tires are good, like any series, in the second lap or something. So you're, it's just so hard to. So you got to get the like you have no time to get the most out of it. Got to do it right now. And you got never, tire warmers, so like right. the tires are ready, like yeah, right, lap right, right away yeah, yeah, yeah. on tracks you've not been to. Uh, well, I did. I would I would go get in anything I could. So like, like I learned Silverstone in a caterum, you know, <laughs> yeah, which had like right zero <laughs> relevance yeah, to yeah, an right. F three thousand. You know, car. right from left. At least you can see. And it. Yeah, I yeah. learned Austria right. in like a Formula Renault or something. <laughs> you didn't just go on iRacing. Well, they didn't have it, right? Yeah. So there was no sim back then. Um, so I, I was, I, I was not great. I finished ninth in the championship. Um, I had one podium in Budapest. Um, I had a couple good runs, and I, of course, had some crashes as well. Um, famously crashed on Monaco at Monaco on the outlap for qualifying. Oof. Hmm. You know that yeah. curb that you see highlight? Like I was just watching GT3 Cup, like yeah. some yeah. some crash there. But they, they put in a new, uh, just past the you swimming know, pool, curbing. a yeah, new yeah. Uh, apex chicane cur- or apex curb. Yeah. And on my outlap, I'd been watching F1 practice on the monitors. I'm like, dude, those guys are just ripping over that thing. So on my outlap, <laughs> at like I'm literally going like 40%. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm just going to moto this thing yeah, and see what happens. See how it feels. And the floor just... Bam! Slams it. And I do this wheelie, just boom, right. right into the barrier, and I'm out of qualifying. Pat Patrick's uh, watching it from home. Yeah, I yeah. Thought Damn so. it, Thompson. But then, yeah. you know, then uh, like Monaco race, I started 22nd or 24th, and I finished sixth. And they're like, "Oh my God, you passed!" Like He's got to get so that many cars. Monaco. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, there was a few bright spots, but not many. Um, no. But enough, thankfully, to where two F1 teams gave me tests. Yeah. Um, because I was American yeah. That's and interesting. Sure. I was the only American doing anything, right. you yeah. know, even close. Yeah. Um, and so they decided to give me a shot. So one was Honda, yeah. uh, VAR, yeah. um, and one was Jaguar and, um, Jaguar test went decent. Um, except I started to black out towards the end of the day cause the G force was so high. <laughs> yeah, it was like, yeah. you know, you tire had war. Air Force training it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but they offered me the test driver job as long as I would bring like two, two or three million dollars. I was like, really? I'm like, factory team, you guys? Yeah, right. You need that for me? Yeah. So that led to a cold call to Kevin Kalkovan. That's another story for another time. Um, (laughs) And then... uh, Or for this podcast. (laughs) uh, And then the other one was Honda. And then they offered me a job. Yeah. Um, And as the second test driver, they had two. They had Anthony Davidson and they they tested so much back then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the factory money. And so I'd done um, three days of, of testing for them and and they're like, okay, we want to hire you as a second test driver. I was like, this is awesome. This yeah. is so perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, you know. You get all the seat time All you want. the seat time. Yeah. Yeah. Learn. You don't have to bring money. I'm not yeah. racing. Yeah. I don't have yeah. to prove anything. Yeah. I just have yeah. to do the job, which right. is like, I can yeah. do that, yeah. you know. Um, and, I mean, I'm, we're getting, we're back here in California. Our son had been born in Oxford the year before in F3000. So it was 04, spring of 04. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, this is amazing. And a week before we leave, they call and they're like, listen, there's been a management change at British American Tobacco and uh, they want a Brazilian driver. We're sorry. We have to. They'd already like informed everybody. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So um, there I am. I'm like in California, like, oh, my God, it's like March or something. IndyCar season started. Yeah. It's all I've been working on is this. I thought I had, you know, famous thought you had it and it's all slipping through your fingers. And at that point, I'm just so 
disillusioned with like this whole business. I'm just like, <laughs> weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How did yeah. I go from Man, I'll go back achieving the impossible yeah. <laughs> right, to right, like right. I've totally screwed these two things yeah. up? Like, yeah. what did I do wrong? Right. Um, and so I'm I'm just like pause. Yeah. And um, well, that's got to be tough from the standpoint of you know five years, six years <laughs> earlier, yeah. you're. You're 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 conning auto shop teachers mm-hmm. into uh, mm-hmm. into getting a racing school. Yeah. You achieve it, and then and I, this is this is not me saying as much as where I think your head might be is that you may feel like you threw it away. I did uh, yeah. because yeah. Uh, because you threw away your champ car chance, yes. and then you went to F three thousand on your own dime. Yeah, and yeah. F- that up. Yes. Yeah, and that's yeah. is that where your head was at? Yeah, 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 and 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 I'm starting to wonder, am I really as passionate about this? Like like. The the impossible yeah. from it's interesting, the 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 goal I guess in the beginning was just getting get there. there. Right, it right. wasn't winning. Yeah, it was, right. It was because winning winning yeah. would have been so ridiculous of a fantasy. Yeah, like sure. I, just, I just wanted to like be in the show. Yeah, be, be a part, be of, part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I did that, yeah. and then you wanted then, to make the sell, and then and then getting there and realizing okay now I really want to win. Yeah, and and that's a whole different bag of worms yeah. than just being there. Yeah. and uh, anyway, so I'm pretty disillusioned. I'm like screw this. I don't even know what I want to do. You know, now mm-hmm. I'm 20, whatever I am, 27, 28 years yeah, old. Washed up. I'm too old for F1. <laughs> you know, I got fired out of my cart ride. I don't really want to race in the IRL still. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know what I want to do. Wasn't interested in sports cars. Yeah. And uh, so it's like June and the phone rings and it's John Barnes from Panther Racing who I turned down yeah. for like probably one of the best rides in yeah, the yeah, IRL right, right. like yeah. a year earlier. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, uh... Seriously? He's like, yeah. I'm like, I'm having a Corona in Malibu. It's like a Tuesday. Mm -hmm. He's like, you want to race for us? I'm like, when? He's like, Sunday. (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, where? He's like, uh, Kentucky. I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, where is Kentucky? (laughs) I've flown over that a million times. And, uh, and, you know, of course, I'm not watching any IRL (laughs) races. I have no idea what the schedule is. And uh, so um, I'm like, hang on. Literally, I'm like, Heather, you know, my wife's inside. (laughs) I'm like, "Uh, it's uh, this IndyCar team. They want me to go race in Kentucky this week. I'm like, is that cool? (laughs) Do we have any, like, is there any daddy and me events going on? Yeah, right, 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 right. And and, and I'll never forget, she's like, I think think you need a job. Sort of like, I think we need a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should probably go to work. You need to get out of this house. So I literally flew to, to, I guess I flew to Indy and did a seat fitting, and then we went to Kentucky. No, Kansas. Sorry, it wasn't. It was Kansas. And uh, same deal. They were going to give me like 90 minutes of practice by myself, and then that got rained out. So now I'm in like (laughs) practice one, all skate, like 28 cars on a mile and a half, wide open, like everything I didn't really want to be doing in (laughs) the first place. There you go. And I tell people it's the first time I felt like I was was driving for a living. Yeah. You know, it was a different. Oh, interesting. I really want to be doing this, and this is super sketch. Um, but whatever. Yeah. And I think I qualified fifth or something, seventh or yeah. something decent. And then we were running really well, top five, top six. And here's Brian Herta again. I'm side by side with Brian Herta. It's like early on in the race. And I'm in like turn three and, uh, you know, ah, you know it's wide open. Yeah, ah. yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden, and I'm like, I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm dead. <laughs> it's like, all I see is white. Yeah. It's just white. And I, literally, I'm like, I'm, I don't know, I'm in the clouds. I'm, I'm dead. Yeah, I'm flying through the air, I guess. Yeah. My fire extinguisher went off. 
under my <laughs> legs. Yeah. My first yeah. IRL race, dude. I'm nice. already like yeah. white already knuckling this. Yeah. this moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> the, the, crazy story, but the, 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 the apparently there was a, a, a U.S. mandate change of fire extinct, you know, to some different yeah. chemical or yeah. something. Right. Turns out it's corrosive, mm-hmm. and I'm the first fire extinguisher maybe in the country yeah. to discover that it's a corrosive solution with whatever the canister is yeah, made out of, the, and a little pinhole pin yeah. pin yeah. goes, yeah. and it sets off my fire extinguisher yeah. in my IndyCar at 2.15 right, in the middle right. of turn three. Right. In the sketchiest series on the planet. And I, it's yeah. just all the foam, yeah. and I can't see anything. Yeah. And I'll, So, like, split second, I think I'm dead, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I'm alive, and it's foam, and I'm, like, wiping my yeah. helmet going, what's yeah. going on? And I can barely follow the line of the apron, come to pit lane. And I am like belts off. I'm like, thank God that's over. And they're like, what are you doing? Get back in. You know, yeah, paper towels, the whole thing. Like, send it, kid. No one, send needs, it. No one needs to know what happened. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah. but we're two laps down. They're like, get back out there. Yeah. And it's just like, Aww. oh, my God. So, um, yeah, that's, that was the start of my IRL career. Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, did IRL. Then at the end of the year, uh, Everything was good. They seemed happy. Team wanted to resign me, and I think then Chevy had announced they were pulling out Indy yeah, the IRL. Yeah, the yeah, team's like, "Sorry, we need some money." Yep, and I'm like, ah. Yep, yep. And at that point, I'm done. Done. Like, okay, I need to find a. I got to find a whole different line of work. Right. I got a kid. Um, this is a crazy business. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I'm done with this. I, I, I've, I've like had two things fall through my fingers that seemed like sure things. Yeah. And I'm not crashing anymore, and I fixed that and all that. Yeah. So, uh, I'm done. Um, I started a little agency to do special projects for big companies and uh, like big automotive companies. Um, and it's 2006. I haven't raced for a year and a half. And I'm in Malibu mm-hmm. uh, with my three-year-old, Jackson, first kid, and I'm pushing him in a swing. And uh, in life, by the way, I'm not miserable. I mean, I miss racing, but I'm not like right. miserable. Okay, I'm just yeah. like whatever. That's what, that was my question. Are you okay not driving at this point? <sighs> it's funny. Like now yeah. I'm 46 and I'm like barely racing and I'm like, I want to be racing more. Back then yeah. I was like, oh, I'm okay. So I'm pushing my kid in the swing and, and all of a sudden this guy approaches me in the p- park and he like comes over my shoulder and he's like, he's got this South African accent. He's like, excuse me. <laughs> and I'm like, he goes, are you Townsend Bell? And I'm like, are you going to serve me? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's like super sketch, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and I, so I said, are you going to serve me? And he laughs. He goes, no, no, no. I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just a big IndyCar fan. I've been watching you for years and the whole thing. And I'm like, from oh, this random. window. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was pushing my king. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what are you doing here? Yeah. Like at a kid's park. You know, he's <laughs> yeah, like, oh, right. I'm here with my daughter. And it kind of all softened up from You're that. like, which one? Anyways. Prove it. Yeah. <laughs> Became a, a good friend um, and uh, uh, in the fashion business. And, you know, so we started having lunches or whatever. And mm-hmm. he's like, how come you never did the Indy 500? And I'm like, well, I was always on the cart side. That was an IRL mm-hmm. race. I always wanted to race at Indy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just never, it was, I was on this side of the fence back then. And he goes, uh, well, I, I, I'd like to sponsor you or help you get sponsors for mm-hmm. the Indy 500. I'm like, yeah, I've heard this before. Yeah. And, um, and I said, well, what, you know, what, what business are you? And he said, well, I'm in, I'm in uh, fashion. And uh, I said, well, what brand is it? He's like, well, we're launching this new brand with uh, Justin Timberlake um, called William Rast. Mm-hmm. It's Justin Timberlake's jeans. I'm like, oh, cool. He's like, what do you think it would cost to, to race India? How much do we need? 
And I'm like, I don't know. I've kind of been out of the game for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Let me, let me, let me call and find out. Yeah. And mark it up. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> devious. Yeah, 20%. What do you mean yeah. devious? Yeah, so I've been a... listening to you for the last yeah. two hours. Yeah. I didn't start. I this. needed the money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so. You know, at this point, I've been around the block, and I like efficiency. So I think, well, who's the one guy that you're going to call if you wanted wanted to get cut right to the chase? So I called Tony George, yeah, um, right to the top, who had tried yeah. to get me into the IRL. Yeah. Um, uh, actually, there was another opportunity I had was with Eddie Cheever, the Red Bull IndyCar oh, yeah, program. Yeah, sure. um, didn't exactly hit it off with Eddie in the first meeting, and um, uh, so I called Tony and I said, "Listen, I got this sponsor I met." And and they're interested in maybe backing me. I don't really know how much this costs. And I don't know if you guys have ever met Tony. He's an awesome guy. He, but if you can talk him into doing it with us, because we've, yeah, we've, we've been trying. We've been trying to get him on, but oh, apparently he he's very averse. But. He, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Anyways, Tony uh, is very. Um, uh, and you're calling him on behalf of Vision, not the Speedway person. Well, I mean, it's, like, it's, it's all like, the same. Yeah. Is, yeah. yeah. It's a one-stop shop, right? Yeah. And yeah. so, um, yeah, he owns Vision Racing at the time with Ed Carpenter his uh, stepson and I just uh, so I call him and, he, and I said so what do you what do you think it would take and if you've ever talked with Tony a lot of times if you ask a question there is a long uncomfortable pause <laughs> oh I've had bosses like this I refer to it as a phone call to India okay yeah it's <laughs> time delay yeah, yeah yeah it's just this weird latency and you're so, like huh? and so you know what I'm talking about it's like a phone a, call to India and an <laughs> uncomfortable pause would be like a, a two count yeah, but sometimes with <laughs> I've had people, yeah. Tony can give you like a seven count. Well, now I really want to interview him. Yeah, and <laughs> chips. Yeah, exactly. And so, uh, you know, long pause, and he's like, "Well, it's funny that you called." I'm like, "It is." <laughs> yeah. Is it funny? Like, uh, hi, can you tell he's me like, why? Yeah, I was thinking about calling you. I'm like, you were. Like I, I've been, I like I was in Europe and like I've, yeah. I've been around forever. Like, yeah. what do you mean you've been calling me? We were thinking about running a third car at Speedway. I'm like, great. I'm interested. I'm like, perfect. I'm like, how much do you need? He's like, why don't we just get together and have a meeting? I'm like, okay. So, this is like spring of 2006. They're going to Motegi. Were they going to Motegi back then? I guess he must have been. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's going to Motegi. He says, I'll be in L.A. on my way back from Japan. I'm like, great. So he comes and meets with me, and he says, um, he says, well, tell me about this sponsor. I said, that's Justin Timberlake fashion brand. He's like, well, how much do you think they have? I'm like, I don't know. I think we could get. How much do you need? Yes. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Maybe we get like two or 300 grand and, and try to do something. He's like, well. And then he pulls out this rendering. And he had a rendering of a full Indy 500 car that was to celebrate, I think it was the 90th running of the Indy 500. And it was a whole branded campaign of that car. And it was going to be the 90th running car, car number 90, which I I think I might have actually was in in 90 that year. I was in so many different car numbers, I can't remember. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm like, well, that's great. But here's the picture of the William Rast jeans car. Like I'm pitching him and he's kind of like pitching me. And, And I'm like, well, I mean, I think I think they do like three hundred grand. I could ask him for more. And he looks at me. He goes, "I'm not that hard up for the money." <laughs> you know, I'm like this Kenny Rogers kind of voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, yeah. uh, "Okay." I was like, "Okay, Mr. George." Like, yeah, I don't want to. Uh, yeah. All of a sudden, yeah. the light bulb went off. Like, like Townsend, shut up! Yeah, like, shut this guy's right, ready yeah, to sign yeah, you yeah, to a yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah. 
years ago. So um, I was so used to the hustle yeah, of like yeah, yeah. you know having to Don't convince somebody. Don't you hear me, Tony? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, anyways, um, what happened? So he, we we agree to do a deal, and I'm running in the Indy 500, and then my friend that had William Rast basically tried to retrade the deal because he's like, well. I think we was going to come in as an associate or something, but there was another fashion company he was friends with. And we went out to Willow Springs. This is again in like late April, early May. These are rich guys with fast cars. And, and this guy had a, a fashion company called rock and Republic, um, which is a wild story. Um, and so I'm with the William Rask guy and the rock and Republic guy teaching them to drive their Ferraris out at Willow Springs. And, and so we're in the tow truck and the, uh, rock and Republic guy goes, he goes, Hey, I heard you might do the Indy 500. And, and, um, I go, yeah. He goes, what's it cost to be like a sponsor? And at this point I'm like, I'm signed. I'm like, I don't know, like a million bucks if you want to do it right. Yeah. He's in the backseat. I think I want to do that. I'm God like, damn. I wish I had your confidence. I'm like, yeah, seriously. He goes, call me Monday. So I call Tony. I'm like, dude, you won't believe this. I was, I, I said, I think this guy wants to come in and be yeah. the whole thing for like a big number. Now we'll send a million bucks. Tony's yeah. like, well, let's go meet with him. Yeah. So we met, that was the deal. <laughs> really? So for all of the, all the B2B and all yeah. the complexity and all the cold calls and all of that, you know, the lesson is sometimes if you're in the right place at the right time, say the right thing, yeah. you know, say the right thing. And so it actually was one of the most beautiful race cars I've ever driven. If you go back and look at my 2006 Indy 500, like it's this gorgeous uh, rock and repu- It was like hand painted. It was awesome. Fans loved it. And of course, jeans for everybody. Every yeah, yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. in the paddock. Every wife of a right. driver. And it was a hot brand back yeah. then. And we had fun. And so. an Indy car, that's like the perfect kind of thing because it's so yeah. non-denominational yeah. in terms of how it sells. So the lesson there was, uh, well, I've tried racing full-time and that didn't play out great i tried doing nothing uh and pursuing another business and that was okay but not as fun maybe i'll just do the indy 500 every year yeah and that's what it is all you need is a child on a swing yeah (laughs) as long as you have a child (laughs) and a swing set you can make it did the kid get a cut uh, the kid did not get a cut. Uh, You're like, he gets to live here. But if he yeah. listens to this podcast, he's going to yeah. call me. He's going like, yeah, yeah, to, yeah. What his agent yeah. His agent. Yeah. 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 His agent, Dwight Brody. Yeah, yeah. Dwight Brody's yeah. going to call. Um, Dwight Brody Jr. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> DBJ like, Martin. I have your number in my phone, Jackson. Old DBJ <laughs> and Associates. Yeah, So, random question. I don't know if this is your personality or if this comes from years of selling. I think you may, I'm very victim to this. I think you might be too, Ryan. Um, Bill Riley told a story very similar to this where Bill Riley did not go after a Scott Tucker project because he cringed at the number he was going to have to ask for. He's like, I can't even ask for this kind of money. And this is, I think I've been a victim of this with um, sometimes selling somebody on a video project Uh where I should have asked for three times more than I did. You had no problems going, "Eh, a million bucks, just to see what happens. Is that years of doing sales or is it just not caring? Um, A little of both. Uh, Because if some random guy at at a track day I don't know what, I'm, I, if, even if they're driving a nice car, I don't know that a million dollars is an easy ask. Yeah. But you also well, had the vision here's, right already. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I had that. Yeah. So I had the confidence of knowing yeah. that it didn't really matter. Right. Yeah. Um, but you also have to read the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. And, yeah. And, and, and this was an individual who wanted an experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is not somebody that wanted to participate. This yeah. is not somebody that wanted co-branding. This right. is somebody that wanted the full he Monty. He wanted to be the rock yeah. star. They wanted right. not only the 
the full primary on the car. Right. They wanted the press conference. They wanted the party. But you they could wanted, see this just by his track day conduct that this totally was the guy who what wanted I'd the heard show. and all of that. Yeah, yeah. And, and and you know what? There's a lot to be said for marketing that way. Yeah. yeah. Like you go all in. Right. In other words, like don't dip your toe. Go all in. Yeah. Right. Make a splash. Right. Um, anyways, cool thing about that first race was that that. Um, at the like the day before the race, um, you know, I said to Tony, I said, "Listen, I, I, I got, I mean, these Rock and Republic guys, I got twenty people flying out on two golf streams, and I got, I got relatives I never even knew I had that are showing up for this right. race. Can you help? I, I don't even know how to deal with this." And so he's like, "Hang on, <laughs> <laughs> open up the uh, tent floor." <laughs> so my sponsor, the tent floor of the pagoda. Yeah. Which, yeah. by the way, had never been used, I don't think, since they built it for like, in, so it was like my whole gang. So here's, you know, my third cousin, my, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, some yeah, guy yeah. from high school that I've right, seen right, in 10 right, years. Right, right. Your buddy that saw you get hit by the trailer. I am, yeah, yeah, right. I'm put on my helmet for my first race. And I'll never forget to look up and everybody's waving from the penthouse yeah, of right. the pagoda. Oh, yeah, it right. was like the most ridiculous yeah, first like, indie for anybody. Yeah, yeah. 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 Tony was awesome. He was a great, right. great, great team owner. A lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So then you went sports car racing. By accident, yeah. Uh, you know how that happened. Um, somebody offered me an IndyCar opportunity that I didn't want, and uh, which was Lotus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so why is that? <laughs> Seemed pretty good at the yeah, time. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, we have yeah. one team. Yeah. I thought you yeah. might have been first in class. So uh, that was Vegas. That was 2011. Mm -hmm. Can't forget that weekend. Uh, this is the night before the race, and I'm at dinner, and uh, uh, Lotus is coming on the scene the following year. And so they want me to run um, a Lotus car in the Indy 500. And I'm just like, I mean, at this point, I've done three or four Indy 500s. I'm, I've been pretty competitive. Um, uh, and so, you know, there's only one thing to do, which is win the damn race at this point. Um, and so I'm totally focused on that and that alone. You don't want to just be entered. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, and, I, and I got enough opportunity. And, you don't need you know, the Lotus yeah, yeah, and and so, um, so they're kind of pitching me on the Lotus thing, and I said, listen, I, uh, I, I, you know, kind of, sort of the bull. You know, I'll talk to some of the people, and you know, but I'm thinking to myself, there's no way, and um, and so the Lotus guys like. Kind of like, oh yeah, well I appreciate it. He goes, well, if you ever decide you want to go sports car racing, let us know. We got a, we got a sports car too, and I'm like, huh? Tell me about that, yeah. and. So they um, they were running a GT LM program. They were starting one, I think. I think it had just just started. And uh, I'm like, well, what do you have? They're like, well, we have cars, we have parts, we have this, we have that, we have all the support, and you've got Cosworth building the motor. And I mean, I'm like, I don't know sports car racing, but it sounds pretty legit. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and so I I'm back in LA uh, after a horrible weekend in Vegas, and um, I'm talking to the same South African that whispered in my ear five years earlier. And I'm like, uh, who, by the way, was Dan Weldon's sponsor. Uh, yeah, William yeah, Rust right. ended up being there. So, um, And uh, I said, you know, I had a strange conversation with Lotus about sports car racing. He's like, oh. He goes, you know who would be all over that deal? I'm like, who? He said, my buddy, Bill Sweetler. You got to meet Bill Sweetler. 
And uh, <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, let's do a call. So uh, I end up on this kind of phone call with Bill, who I've never, yeah. I don't know him from anybody. Yeah. And and he's he's pitching me like I've never been pitched before. Sweetler. Sweetler. Weird. On, uh, <laughs> on, on sports car racing and Alex Job racing and all of this kind of stuff. And so one thing leads to another. We have a few phone calls with Lotus, and all of a sudden we're the Lotus – GTLM team and once again it's with Townsend Bell who has zero freaking <laughs> sports car experience yeah, yeah. Um, and um, and so we fly to Hethel and have meetings over there and cars are shipped over but they're not going to be ready for Sebring this is ALMS 2012 so the car is not ready it'll be ready for Long Beach so but we're going to run Sebring in a Porsche in uh, GTC yeah right yeah. right without a show and uh, so I show up, and we run Sebring, and we win. And I'm like, well, this is cool. It's yeah. easy. 12 yeah. hours of Sebring. I'm like, yeah. I've heard of that race. Yeah. Like, and, Lally you know, is definitely overrated. So, I'm talented. <laughs> so. Uh, Who's Lee Keen? Yeah. We do that, and then we have the uh, reality check, which is we enter in GTLM against yeah. factory Corvette yeah. Viper. No, like Seems like a good idea to nobody. Um, yeah. <laughs> on on our own on our own tire deal with Yokohama, which are really nice guys, but you like against Michelin. Yeah, and 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 Bill is very good, but it's still a pro am lineup. Yeah. Like it's not. Oh yeah, like yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was, but it was super fun. Yeah. Right. And. And lo and behold, Bill turns out to be like one of my best buddies for life. He's just every weekend is like a road trip in college. It was just awesome fun. Just had a blast. And I could, I, I mean, I was having such a good time that it was like, well, I don't really, you know, it, it's great. It's fun. And yeah, we're not competitive, but this is kind of a fun vibe. Yeah. By the way, the food's great in sports car racing. And, <laughs> yeah, he stays in really nice hotels. <laughs> yeah. 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 So we had a great time. We had a great time. So he, he specifically said to ask about the presentation of the new CEO of Lotus. Oh, my God. So the guy at the time was an ex Red Bull, ex Ferrari guy named Danny Bahar. And Danny Bahar was the one that had convinced the Malaysian government to invest billions in the resurgence of Lotus. Um, and so they had this master plan. We're bringing back the Esprit. We're doing a four. It's kind of a bit like Aston Martin is right now. That was Lotus back then in 2010, 2011. So all of a sudden you got IndyCar. They're, yeah. they're yeah. in Formula One. They're in F2. They're, they're in like, F3. They're like on a prototype car sort of. Yeah. yeah they're yeah, building yeah. the T105 Formula One customer car. Yeah, right. And, <laughs> That's I mean, right. Yeah. They're doing everything under the sun. Yeah. They're doing like five times what Ferrari would ever even ponder in their wildest dreams. Right. And, and so they're spending money like drunken sailors. And so Danny gets fired, and just right as our program's starting. So we think we're getting like this insane program, yeah. and then the whole thing stops as soon as we uh, show up. <laughs> and so now there's a new president of Lotus who's, I'm going to describe him as a Malaysian accountant. Okay. Who's been put in place to probably just mop up, yeah, clean like, up, yeah, cancel, stop the bleeding, stop yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and so we we fly over for this meeting with it. We're all excited. We've got we've got a, a PowerPoint out the wazoo. Yeah. And we got here's what we need to do to win, and we're going to convince them. And it's one of these meetings where where it starts off where we're just talking way too much in the beginning. Mm -hmm. We're not asking enough questions. We just start in with yeah. we've got something to say. Do you want to hear it? Kind right. of thing. And after after about an hour and a half, um, 
I forget, we're, we're going to some page in this 100-page deck that we've prepared. And he looks at us and he goes, wait a second, are you guys the drivers? And we're like, yeah. He's like, oh. He goes, you know, that thing you mentioned about the air conditioning. Because I think we'd mentioned like, yeah, we got cockpit cooling issues yeah. like on one page. There's this whole deck about how to improve the race car. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, go back to the air conditioning thing. And I'm like, oh, okay, we're making progress. This sure. guy's interesting. Yes. He, goes, yeah. he goes, do you know my, my Lotus Evora road car has the same, it also gets too hot. And Bill and I just look at each other like, this guy has no idea who no. we are. He yeah. has no idea yeah. what the program is. No. And all he cares about is that his personal yeah. Lotus yeah, air conditioning is not working. <laughs> and it, it was just... And so we left there just going, what in the world was that all about? So needless to say, that program was over pretty soon in, in one year. Then we switched to a Ferrari, uh, which was great. And uh, and then um, and then we started winning. Yeah. So based on everything I've learned about you tonight, the, you know, Indy Lights goes really well, but then Champ Car is a disaster. F3000, not much better. IRL, not much better. Mm -hmm. Then you go to sports car racing, mm -hmm. have some success, and then yep. you do a season of getting your ass kicked yeah. in a class. Like, you guys just didn't have a chance. Not a you chance. Know? And, yeah. and you know that by, yeah. by that point. Yeah. At, at what point are you like, this? Like, why am I doing this? Um, because until the Ferrari days. Yeah, you know, sports <laughs> sports car... I mean, I always joke that, that, that it's a bit like the senior PGA Tour, you know, <laughs> which... Which the drivers hate when I the fans. I was going to say, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. here comes the forum. No. Yeah. <laughs> when, when you're, I mean, when you come out of that IndyCar F1, not that I really was in it, but this this single-minded existence. Yeah, right. And right. you're you're having fun for the first time. It just, <laughs> it just feels like, I don't know, it feels yeah. more well, relaxed. I don't know why I just remembered this, but didn't your kid say something once when you're like getting out of the car or something to his friend about like, my dad drives sports cars now? Yeah, it's and like what IndyCar drivers do when they retire, when, right? Or something yeah, like yeah. That's what your kids yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That comes yeah. to our jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah you're totally right. Um, uh, but I mean, the reality is, as you know, sports car is fiercely competitive. Everything's hard. There's, there's yeah, everything's crazy hard. talented yeah, drivers, yeah. and yeah. and I haven't won very many sports. I've won a few, and I've won some good. You ones, won a championship. Yeah, it's like you won the mall, you dickhead. What are you talking about? Right. Yeah, but Bill Oberlin. Yeah, these. I mean, so I mean. It's, it's not fair. It's you're talking about an era where it's hard. BOP exists. It's hard. Yeah, <laughs> and the competition's gone. There's the roof. different variables you have yeah. to get lined up in your favor. Yeah. for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, and I've been I've been really lucky. So as hard as my open wheel existence has been, my sports car existence has been very serendipitous. Yeah. Really, I'm not going to say easy, but it just kind of fell into some great opportunities and then worked hard and we had some good success. My relationship with Lexus is great. That's all born out of sports car racing. Um, and, uh, and that continues to this day. So, um, you know, the last 10 years have been a, a breeze based on what life was like in the trenches when now, I started. Is that age or is there, or do you just genuinely find a happier home with sports cars? I'm having fun too. And, yeah. and, and I love the, and, and now, you know, the opposite is happening. I talked about how I had, uh, you know, this really difficult, um, period in IndyCar, IRL and all of that, where I was just kind of threw my hands up and I'm like, I'm not, I don't enjoy this. And it's, it's just not what I thought it was going to be. And now I find myself in sports car racing, um, a bit on the outside looking in just because I'm getting older, right? And and all of a sudden, I'm like, well, I don't want this to... It is, this yeah, is right. fun. Wait, yeah, right. like, yeah. And, and I still think I can win, and, and I really want to be in winning races or trying. And uh, now I find myself like, oh, well, you know, I don't want to stop, you know? Um, 
but uh, time is not on my side, that's for sure. Is that code for Hawksworth that's just too goddamn fast? Hawksworth is really good. Jack Hawksworth is a caveman racer. This guy is a pure, uh, I mean, he, I'm convinced that when he's not at the track, he's in his, you know, some isolation chamber in Northern England, wherever he lives, just like flogging himself. Yeah. I don't know. Doing pull-ups until his hands are bleeding and watching video after video. And I mean, the guy is hardcore, um, and, and tough to beat for sure. So, uh, we do a pass along question, yeah. and we had lunch the other day with John Morton, former GTP race winner, uh-huh. and just longtime sports car guy. Uh, he apparently went to a sim place, and your kid was there testing. What was it, CXC or something? Yeah, could have been. Yeah, yeah. and uh, he said that he was talking to. He didn't. He didn't remember which kid it was, but he basically said that uh, he's got a race coming up. But he can only do it if he gets good grades, <laughs> is what he told John yeah. Morton. John Morton's like eighty, okay, <laughs> and he's talking to your kid, yep. and they're they're having a back and forth about sim racing. And so John Morton's question was, "How good do the kids' grades have to be to be able to go racing?" So I have two boys. Uh, one is eighteen. One's one's sixteen. You met her, my sixteen-year-old, um, and my eighteen-year-old um, who uh, graduated high school in June has always wanted to race. Um, he's also always not really wanted to do anything in school. Mm. And uh, Hi, how you doing? <laughs> he's going to be fine. Didn't we just have a conversation <laughs> about safety nets? And so, um, um, for better or worse, I know that um, any measure of success in this business uh, at any level comes from uh, not only desire, but also some measure of discipline mm-hmm. and commitment yeah, and yeah. effort. Yeah. Um, and so I told my, made a deal with my older son when he was a freshman in high school and, and not, you know, not particularly keen on doing his homework all the time and all of that to a point where it was a little frustrating, you know, as a parent, you're just like, come on, I don't need, I'm, you know, don't need to be, I don't expect you're going to Stanford here, but like, let's, let's get some stuff. Right. So, um, I said to him, listen, you know, here, here are the minimum standards. I forget it was like, you can't get any C's, mm-hmm. you know, um, and you need a three point, whatever average. And if you do that, we can do some racing. Yeah. Um, and he decided he didn't want to do that, which is fine. I said, that's okay. That's okay. I said, you also can't fail out of school. Like you have to graduate <laughs> high school. <laughs> right. Like, that's, right. that's a given. Um, and, uh, and so, uh, we did that. My younger son, um, during COVID, of course, he starts watching Drive to Survive like the rest of the world. Yeah. And he's like, Dad, I think I want to start go-kart racing. I'm like, really? <laughs> he's like, yeah. I'm like, why? He's like, well, I've been watching Drive to Survive. I'm like, I can do this. I'm right. like, but you grew up around racing. He's like, I also want sleeves of tattoos. Yeah. 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 It's like, you're he 16, goes, well, I'm you, not... need a, you need a factory deal. Yeah, you're <laughs> part of a junior late, program. Yeah. yeah. So. He's like, well, I'm not playing any sports right now because of COVID. Like, all the sports are shut down, especially yeah. living in L.A., yeah. which was a total disaster. And... Um, uh, he goes, I don't have anything to do. I want to start racing. So we actually started karting with him. Okay. And like his older brother, I said, okay, here's the deal. And, and you know, you got to hit this mark. Of course, like a week later, done, you know, check, check, ready to go racing. Um, so we actually went pretty big into the SoCal racing, like started racing with Phil Giebler. Oh, cool. You know, oh, bought you did a car, yeah. like did the whole you thing. Did the real, yeah. And I mean, he was really rough around the edges, uh, not unlike dad. Um, but got going pretty good, and um, and then all of a sudden, uh, sports started again. Like you know, football like, practice. Yeah, and he's like, stuff. he goes, Dad, you know, I think I'm, I think I'm good. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, I don't think I need to race anymore. I'm like, okay, cool, 
you know, we, <laughs> you sure? Like, Sweet, we are going to retire. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, no, I'm, I tried it. I liked yeah. it, but I, yeah. I, I really want to play traditional sports. What, and what sports does he he's play? He's lacrosse and football. Are you like, you yeah. can have the nicest lacrosse stick anywhere. <laughs> it's going to be cheaper are than you, anything. Are you kidding? From, yeah. I mean, like, if he, if he, if he farts, you know, new elbow pads, it's like done. It's yeah, like, anything, yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah, 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 no problem. Like yeah. any mention of any gear, I'm like, whatever you need. Yeah, anything yeah. other than that go-kart. You want private yeah. coaches, you want yeah. to go to yeah. camps. You, you are good anything. to go, brother, yeah. no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tomorrow so, we're going to have uh, lunch with Chris Willis, uh-huh. who was my engineer at Real Time Racing for a long time. Yeah. But he also worked with Boris Said and Trans Am, yeah. uh, apparently worked with Tony Renna in uh, Indy Lights for a little while. Um, the uh, the Nissan GTP program, he mm-hmm. got his first job there in 86 and worked there through 91 until mm-hmm. they closed. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have any questions. He was Townsend Bell's race engineer for uh, my first sports car race that never actually happened. Was that in the, uh, the, the Ford, Ford GT? GT. Yeah. 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 So we showed Brandon up. Brandon Davis. Brandon Davis showed up at yeah. Petit Le Mans and, uh, and, and we had a big, big wreck. Uh, Brandon had um, a, a weekend ending crash in practice. Yeah. And that yeah. Thing. yeah. Uh, so he was he was everything. He was like yeah. technical director. Right. That's kind of who. He, that's why we want to talk to him. Yeah, he's, he's just a that really guy. clever he's dude. He's awesome. And, yeah, he's um, awesome. I mean, yeah. he's he's a MacGyver. He's one of those guys yeah. where yeah. you know you drop the bucket of parts in front of him and he's gonna he's gonna make a spaceship out of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So question for him. I I like the stories of uh, best race car cheat. Hmm. Maybe we shouldn't ask him. He ever had, but he ever saw. He ever heard of. He sure. ever saw. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I'm going to bring up another thing from John Morton because I'm curious how common this is. So we we asked John Morton a question for you. He, he had the one about your son. He also wanted to know about what it was like to run Lamar with your dad in the Viper. <laughs> Stop. Yeah, that really was one of his questions. Really? Yeah. He's like, and, I drove with him. Yeah, he's like, I drove with him. I'm like, you did? I don't remember him he's running. Like, yeah, at Le Mans. I'm like, yeah. no. So, and then we realized who he was talking yeah. about. So yeah. how often do you All the and time. just, because you're both TV guys, you're both Southern California. Yeah. You both race like, sports cars. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, a lot of people don't confuse me for Justin, uh, except in the context of the dad. Yeah, right. right. So, right. Oh, I'll, interesting. I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah. I will get fans say, oh, Oh, they think God. you're Derek's kid. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. right. Oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah. They, they start going on. And, 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 and early on, I would correct and be like, hey, I, you know, no relation, same mm-hmm. last name. <laughs> uh, I think no relation. Um, and uh, But now I realize I'm doing them such a disservice because they're so happy to tell me the story that I just let them run yeah, with it. I do, this, yeah. I do this totally Yeah, when I get yeah. like how fast do you go, I just say like the craziest number I can think of that's realistic. Because <laughs> right. when you're like, well, it depends on the track. See, Lime Rock, we yeah, leave like 130 yeah. and they're like, uh, yeah. I don't care anymore. Yeah. So you just yeah. tell them what they want to hear. And yeah. make it, that's so cool that you do that. Well, yeah. that would be Lion or Connie. I just... Play and we know you're yeah, fine. Right. Yeah, right. I'm yeah. not down with yeah. Lion or Connor. So you get yeah. more recognized in the context of people telling you Derek Bell stories than oh, thinking totally. that you're Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Justin okay. and I did a uh, TV show together called um, Shut Up and Drive yeah. uh, for a couple of years, which was super fun, and if not super sketchy. Um, <laughs> like we were shutting down these roads and then having like a time trial competition against each other in road cars. And, while talking mm-hmm. with a GoPro. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. legitimately driving ten tents yeah. and, and uh, talking, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, but somehow we made it through all that. Um, and he's 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 an amazing guy. Um, we reached out to two teammates of yours, and they both brought up the same thing. Tealitz and Frankie both had the same thing to ask you about what at you the same time or independently. No, they didn't know I talked to the other one. Oh, really? Yeah. So God, they, you guys really do some research. We here. go for it. Oh, yeah. I got, wow, I got more yeah. stuff. Wow, um, I have no idea. So, 2019 Daytona. Morning stint. 
that you didn't do? He must not even remember. Oh, I don't remember because I was asleep. Yeah, they're all angry about it, but he doesn't no even one ever know. told him. Yeah, oh, right. yeah. Yeah, 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 that's a veteran move. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, veteran I'm curious. Move. If well, I, no, if because they got on the correct. podium. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, 2019. So that was the first year with Lexus. Uh, yeah, whatever. We're driving. We're doing our stints, <laughs> and. Um, you know, s- s- learning to uh, not only sleep when it's your turn to sleep, but also learning to uh, guide the team into when you want to be sleeping. Remember that con thing we right. talked about? You're listening Are you trying to, to talk us into yeah. the, like your logic here? Well, yeah. Well, so, so what happens? <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah. Like, yeah. We know the punchline here. What these 24-hour races. You'd won by this point. Um, I just wanted to make sure I got good sleep. So clearly, okay, uh-huh. my, my I'm like, okay, I'm sleeping. You, I'm like, rest of you guys sort yourself out. But I'm going to be in my motorhome at uh-huh. two. Uh-huh. And, so and all you this. tell the team and the engineering and the strategy guys, yeah. this I'll is when I'm going to sleep. They don't tell sleep. you I'm Townsend Bell. No, I said I'm. You know, uh-huh. you guys want me to exactly what you I guys, just said. You guys yeah. want me to finish yeah. this? Is what I'm going to sleep in. Okay. But the way it worked out, it, it was a horrible rainstorm that race. Yeah, um, that was the one with all the red and flags. And so I went to bed. I put my earplugs in. And with all the red flags in the uh, for some reason, by the time I woke up, which was eight hours later, mm-hmm. wow, know, like a very civilized, like a real proper yeah, sleep, yeah, like a beautiful, normal, a normal, oh, yeah. <laughs> Be- beautiful, yeah. beautiful yeah. sleep. I've never gotten eight hours. I come out of the motorhome, and by the way, I wake up and 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 I'm hearing like no engine noise, and I'm like, oh, there must have been a red flag or something. And then I, and when I wake up and I've slept eight hours, <laughs> I'm like, nobody came to wake me up. I'm like, we must be out. Right? Yeah, yeah, we wrecked. Right. Yeah, somebody no wrecked. Point. Yeah, T-Litz wrecked the car. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just whatever rookie. That, yeah, put and, that bus right over him. <laughs> and uh, uh, which he didn't. And uh, I'm thinking, well, it must be out. So I get up and shower, put on my fire suit. Don't text just, or check the radio. No. You just you're just making blanket assumptions. And, and then, then I that, 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 maybe some that eggs. fit your yeah. motivation of staying. Turn asleep. my phone on and there's like a million texts. Where are you? It's your stint. We need yeah. you. Da 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 da. I don't know why anybody didn't come. You must say, why didn't anybody knock? Usually you have a person that comes away. Yeah, yeah, whatever reason they didn't do it. Um, Because of rain, red flags, whatever. And I get back out there, and uh, Siegel's still in the car, and it's raining. And did that race get called early? Uh, That did, actually. Yeah, Yeah. 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 that was the red flag in 2019. Basically, I never had to get back in. (laughs) So I show up on the, and we're running second. Siegel did an amazing job in the wet. He was in the car for like, six hours or yeah, something stupid yeah. he still and, has like uh, problems from that so yeah. I get on the podium and just thank you very much here's my trophy feel like a million bucks everybody else is completely shattered yeah, normal yeah, yeah. Sunday at Daytona yeah. and I'm just like hey your two 20 something teammates both yep. said individually like ask about the podium Yeah. one yeah. of them said F- got a full eight hours of sleep <laughs> by the way I've been on the other end of that yeah. like especially with Sweetler by the way uh, uh, the guy paying to be yeah, there you're right. we're, we're, <laughs> that's allowed you yeah know? he's allowed to do what he wants I was like that looks really nice let me tell you about RJ Valentine. <laughs> One hour. So, hour. yeah, true story. Okay. Yeah. I forgot right. all about that. So, you met your wife at the Playboy Mansion, right? I did not, but I took her on her first date to the Playboy oh, Mansion. Okay. Yeah. So, when you say I met my wife at the Playboy Mansion, that suggests things that are just not true. Um, I took her, there was an IndyCar driver's party there. I took her on my first date. Is that like taking sand to the beach? It's exactly what everybody else said. Yeah, uh, of the of the brotherhood when I told them I was bringing a date. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah, you're an idiot. Yeah, we didn't bring our dates. Yeah. So, have you guys ever been in the Playboy Mansion? No. No. You? No. No. Yeah. Well, it's it's sold now. Yeah, but right. back then, uh, it I came to find out there's two kinds of parties. There's parties that Hugh throws. Uh-huh. Yep. For yep. And his the friends. rentals. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the rental party. Yep. Okay. 
Well, this was the latter. This was yeah. an IndyCar. I think IndyCar had organized. No, they, it. like they could make oh. a ton. Like here's uh, just to put some context on this. Here's every charity that has a, oh, a yeah, thing yeah, at the. Yeah, the, the yeah, yeah. It's you pay. The, like Playboy Mansion makes a ton of money, so mm-hmm. a bunch yeah. of not on the IndyCar folks, but like the Tim George's I mean, yeah, of the exactly. world. What was that? Karma Foundation. The Karma Foundation. Yeah. <laughs> so some bullshit rich kids charity yeah. can have a party at the Playboy yeah, Mansion, and they can all right off. like yeah. it's we're totally benefiting kids, and and, look, and I get to look at. So, so we, yeah. uh, you know, so there was this IndyCar party. Of course, IndyCar drivers was were it for like, a foundation. I don't know, of course probably. It was, but yeah. we're like, oh, dude, yeah, these guys of course. fans. You know, we thought we we're going to like a legitimate IndyCar party. Yeah, yeah, the reality yeah. is that a, yeah. that a normal Playboy Mansion rental party yep. is like you're not allowed inside. Yep. You're only allowed in the in the outdoors. Yep. And there's like two sophomores from UCLA that they've thrown like you know they give these girls like 150 bucks to yeah. throw on a bunny yeah. t-shirt yep. right. and yeah. they're right. serving you a cocktail and, like, and yeah, that's I like, made a, it. like yeah. yeah and yeah. then your Instagram account gets followers so right. yeah. um uh to my credit I thought we were going to like a real Playboy party right. um but nonetheless I'd met an amazing girl so you made uh, out the best yeah, yeah. so I brought yeah. her okay. as my date okay and, I uh, guess was this, was this to impress her uh no well I mean it was it was I was back in LA for that reason so it was like an excuse like hey this is coming up and and she was like yeah i want to go check it out she's yeah. never been how'd you guys meet um at her dad's house uh in a meeting that i had um uh her dad worked in uh racing for most of his He's life a big marketing guy right he's a big marketing yeah. guy yeah ran a formula one team for mo Nunn. um was the marketing manager for an f1 team called walter wolf racing yeah, in the yeah, 70s yeah um, then ran all of Ford's racing. That's right. Um, Ford was the big one for yeah, like 20 yeah. years with an agency called Campbell and Company. Yeah. Amazing man. Um, and um, uh, so I had a meeting with him. He had retired, sold his company and wanted to maybe have a driver management company, um, kind of more of a hobby business. So when I was doing well in Indy Lights, he asked to, to meet me. And uh, so at the very same time I was meeting him for the first time, Heather uh, happened to pass through the room and say a quick hello. Had zero recollection meeting me. I, I didn't leave any impression. <laughs> so six months later, I'm in L.A. Yeah. and through a mutual friend, um, reached out and and said, "Hey, remember that girl Heather that I met? Could you see if she wants to go with me?" So it was a blind date for her. Oh wow! At the Playboy Mansion. At the Playboy Mansion. Yeah. And her dad is of note in your career. Yes. That's a bold move. But yeah. he, he's shy. Yeah, yeah, but he's shy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Desire <laughs> is a powerful <laughs> thing, gentlemen. <laughs> That's properly a per- done. Perfect properly tie-in. Done. Yeah. yeah, yeah Callback. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, we haven't talked about TV at all. Uh, we don't want to keep you six hours here. Yeah, but, it's uh, like the four-part towns of Yeah, you, you TV, claim TV you, cl- you claim you're yeah. shy, but you're obviously you can string a few sentences together when you talk. How are are you good with this with the TV stuff? Um, I really enjoy it. Uh, I never wanted to do it. Um, is that the is that the like I didn't want to do it humble thing in front no, of us? No, 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 no. Like you could ask my wife. You could ask anybody that knew me around that time. Right. Or. For even more valid proof, you could go back and watch my very first broadcast, hmm. which was the 2003 Indy 500 on Sky Sports. Hmm. So I was living in Europe, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, 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 yeah. and they said, hey, we've got the Indy 500 that broadcast, make, can you come sense. to the studio? The Indy, yeah. um, and ironically, somebody posted that on social media maybe two years ago, yeah. and I went back and watched I mean, I looked... So sour and well, this was a irritated, yeah, irritated. Yeah. I like, I, you're, I'm like, you're commenting on the thing you can't be a part of. Well, and, yeah. I just, I did not want to do it, and yeah. and uh, 
Um, actually, Heather's father is the one that, that said, you know, basically, you're doing this. Um, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm helping to create <laughs> yeah. opportunity for yeah. in Europe. You're doing this. Dad. My daughter's yeah. husband's not going to be a bum. Dad helped pay for F3000. Yes. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah. you're going to make a sense of obligation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and so. trust me, when he asked me to do stuff, I did it. Uh, yeah. 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 And uh, so, um, ironically, I went uh, when someone posted this a couple of years ago, and I had no recollection of this. Um, they go to, oh, let's go to, uh, you know, we're in the studio in London and it's like pre-race or something. And and before we get going with the race, let's go to our uh, pit reporter in Indianapolis, Mr. Lee Diffie. <laughs> he was the pit reporter. Yeah. 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 And well, I had no idea. Uh, that was my very first broadcast. He was on it yeah. way back when. Um, so I, anyways, I only did that one thing. And then um, years later, I did some F1 races, maybe for David Hobbs, like a couple fill-ins. Mm-hmm. Um, and then NBC called in, uh, 2012 and yeah. that was like a real offer. It was like, Hey, we want you to do this as a pit reporter. And I said, no. And then, cause I'm like, I don't want to be a pit reporter. Yeah. I, I, I'm racing against these guys. I don't yeah. want to be asking Dixon right. a question I that you. I know yeah, the yeah, answer yeah. to. Like yeah. that's kind of insulting. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and I told Heather, I'm like, yeah, NBC called. She's like, call him back. She's like, yeah, you, you need to, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Like get your shit together. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I started, I actually didn't really like the pit reporting. Um, it was, it was fine. Uh, luckily they moved me to the booth and I quite liked the booth. Um, yeah. and, uh, and I've enjoyed learning, learning to do TV. Um, and uh, now I really enjoy it. I've last, I mean, the people I work with are great. Um, uh, whether it's, you know, Lee or spending nine years with Paul, who was childhood hero. Yeah. Um, and just having a blast working with him and, and everybody at NBC. I mean, there's some high quality people on the team that are, yeah. it's, it's inspiring to work with those guys. Obviously Paul isn't part of the team this year and it'll have been a year by the time this comes out, but, uh, you guys personality wise seem very different to me. Oh yeah. That's what makes how, it fun. Okay. But yeah. so how does that work? <laughs> um, uh, it's just, it's, it's just black and white sometimes. Um, and, um, you know, he is, uh, such a, such a wonderfully raw human and, and you just, you just get Paul true, unfiltered, you know, unvarnished all the time. It's kind of like it is. Yeah. And, and. I absolutely love that about him. Um, he's also become one of my best buddies. And uh, he's also the guy, as as hard as people might think he is sometimes, or as sort of rough around the edges or blunt or um, uh, uh, uncompromising as he might seem. Um, he's one of the few people in my life that I think would would help anybody in any situation on the side of the road and mm-hmm. you know in difficult times um he 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 donates to people that you would never hear about he he is a kind soft soul mm-hmm. and uh um i'm i'm really grateful for the time i i spent working with him because um in addition to being a great person the hell of a broadcaster he's really really good and had a great great uh instant um uh recognition of things that that i would miss or yeah. the rest of it would yeah. miss where you're like wow this guy's this guy's watched a lot of tv yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh at the point of this recording we're only two races into this year how's it working out with james um it's new you know it's uh it, it, uh, chemistry in the booth is 
is an organic thing that mm-hmm. that that evolves and um so with james we're just you know still figuring out kind of where our respective uh roles are i mean obviously i, I kind of do what i do and i'm going to continue to do w- what i'm doing and i think james is is uh is is not new to television but he's new to this kind of role um not as a guest star and um so uh one thing i've learned with james is that there's um tremendous uh wit and bite and analysis mm-hmm. um that um, <coughs> i'm encouraging him to bring to you know bring to the broadcast like not yeah, just yeah. to dinner not just like, like yeah, hey I what you. you said last night i need Put you to that say on that air. on the yeah, air yeah, yeah, and yeah. and the only hard part is when you're fresh out of the seat full time and you've got all of these relationships with teams and drivers yeah. um and he knows that um and, he, and I, I know he's loyal to the viewer but it's just learning to be comfortable with um with just letting it rip, yeah, kind of uh, expressing things that may not go well with your friends, and just embracing yeah. the fact that you, you, you know, you can, you can please some of them some of the time, kind of thing, right, yeah. right, and you just have to, you have to get comfortable with that. In your broadcasting, it seems like uh, everybody's kind of got their own traits. Is there anything you want to be more of? Like, it seems like you try to really give people nicknames sometimes. <laughs> like, is that a, is that a, like, this is a committed thing on your end, or is that just? Um, that's just what comes out I of think you. that was a little more Paul, I think. Okay. Uh, I mean, Paul Paul had Slick Willie P and yeah. uh, I mean, a few others. Is there anything um, you wish it would stick and it doesn't? Um, in terms of just nicknames? Just nicknames or oh, anything. Nickname, yeah, or no. just like, or Townsend Bellisms. Oh, I mean, um, you know, I really, th- there's things that I say that when I get on social media and I see that it pisses the fans off, mm-hmm. then I like to continue to use. Oh, okay. Um, so hey, well, I'm and, back in. Okay. Yeah. And, if and, it's a known idea, I'm in. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. like, so it's a conscious effort. But, yeah. Yep. Boop, just, boop, just because boop. there's there's yeah. only a few of those really passionate yeah, no, people that are you. like, I hate Townsend when he says danger zone. It's like, well, then I'm going to well, drop gonna that go every race. One more time. <laughs> yeah. DZ, baby. One guy hates elbows out. So I always try to drop an elbows out just because I know it's going to. Like, I've always been in on it. Yeah, but now I'm way in. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, I was out. A, I'm back in. <laughs> there's a few of those those isms that. Uh, so that, that, that's that just at pocket buttons. Occasionally, yeah. God bless yeah. you. And yeah. occasionally, yeah. I'll you gotta have fun, right? Occasionally, yeah. there's yeah. a key word that's that you know some people in my life will give me like, hey, I dare you to say this in a yeah. broadcast, yeah. and I'll Ooh. never tell you what those are. Sure. No, sure. If I drop yeah. it, it's like you know, it's bro credit. Okay. okay. With, with Paul, I, I have to imagine this happens because like Sean and I will be doing these with a guest, and we'll look at each other like you know, and, and make faces or whatever, like, I oh, probably shouldn't have said that or questioned that or whatever. Yeah. There's got to be times where you guys are on air and someone says something, you're like, F- is like the whole, like, did you just say that? Let me tell you what's what worse is when I say something on air and as I'm saying it, a producer comes in your ear and it's like, what are you talking about? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like live. On, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, you can't like, stop it. It's already stop. going. Yeah. 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 Like I'll be saying, you know, and, and, you know, Ryan Eversley, I mean, I think he's one of the most underrated. And the guy would be like, what are you talking about, dude? Seriously? Yeah. And you're like, like let me finish the sentence. Yeah. So yeah. voices, voices yeah. in your head for real. Yeah. Right. Is the hardest yeah. part of television. Yeah. I don't think I could do that. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, that, that also, or your boss, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, you can't be like, "Shut up, asshole!" Yeah, yeah. yeah. wait. So uh, it's 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 uh, awkward, um, but you 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 tend to build a tolerance to it and and ignore them. Yeah. So y- your name has come up on the show quite a few times from people in IMSA uh, drivers. Do you have any idea why? I, I wouldn't think it's complimentary. <laughs> Do you know from what type of category? But I can of just drivers? tell by the smirk and in, in yeah. his. Um, what category? I well, 
I would guess that it's overtaking drivers in faster classes. Yes. Is that true? Yes, that is true. Yeah. yeah. At least he's self-aware. Yeah. 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 It's funny. Um, You're not the only one. There, you, there's two drivers <laughs> that consistently get named. Yeah. Who's yeah. the other? Lally. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Both yeah. of you. One yeah. of your coworkers, we'll leave it anonymous yeah. uh, at, at NBC. or Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, took a poll, I think, at Detroit last year mm-hmm. about who the who <laughs> yeah. the worst was, and biggest asshole was Lally, and hardest to pass was you. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> I, <you> know, <laughs> That's the perfect answer. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, my race. Gotta, I mine. Gotta yeah. be best at gotta be best at something. Yeah, he's like P1 is what I heard. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I I would say that that class to class racing and i think i think i learned this mostly with the gtlm guys um especially the last few years of being in gtd with gtlm is it's just zero f's given and it's zero f's given on the track and it's zero f's given from race control right because i think what happens is you're like dude i just got completely you're on the radio you're talking to race control between practice sessions and it's just like you're getting this Whatever, yeah. yeah. Boys have at it, kind yeah. Of thing. Right, so then right. you end up just going all in, yeah, to the expense of of reputation. Apparently, <laughs> um, I wouldn't say this like that. I wouldn't call that a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, no, like, like yeah, it's like no one's saying you're reckless. They're I just certainly, you're, you're yeah. I certainly haven't tried to wreck many people. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think a lot of people say I'm dirty driver. But tough to pass. Yeah, pain in the ass maybe. Yeah, but um, yeah, I don't think. I don't think dirty. That's fair. I don't think anybody's yeah. ever said dirty. Just yeah. pain in the ass. Lally, yeah. I'm surprised. Lally, uh, I guess. No. You know, I don't. Yeah. I would say that I, it, it, I've never had more fun following a driver than Andy Lally. Like racing against him. Right. But, but a, talk about a guy like eleven tenths. Yeah. I, I've, I mean, I've seen some stuff where you're just like, wow. Like, that's <laughs> well, not fast, but that is super entertaining to watch. There's bits flying off the yeah. racing car. and yeah, I, say, I yeah. bet he would probably say the exact same thing about you. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, I, and, I bet he would, Like, in terms of yeah. faster class car-to-car communication, yeah, like, Lally is the king of not now. You know? <laughs> oh, right, yeah. right. And so people right. get mad at that. Yeah. You know? yeah. So. I actually feel I've become more that way because I felt like, oh, I'm such a softy. Like, some of these guys <laughs> that are guy's just doing. ruthless. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Well, I guess that's okay. Yeah. yeah. No, know? it's it's getting, I think it's like watching Sebring was pretty eye-opening. Yeah. Some of like the early fades, like the like way early, like, no, no, I'm coming over now. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. dude, like, yeah. you're just going to hit gonna you. T- yeah. yeah. Just, this is not your lane. <laughs> yeah. Like, you just exited 16. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. Start coming across. Um. So, uh, how does one become an honorary sheriff of Pacific Palisades? Not too hard. No, raise uh, enough money. No, just somebody's um, somebody called and asked that. Oh, I'm heard heard you're you know uh, passionate about Palisades and and trying to improve the homeless situation. Was you want to be honorary sheriff? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Fundraiser. Yeah. Um, no, it's a guy that ran the like local. Uh, so Palisades is a district. It's not. We're city of L.A. Okay. So like being the honorary sheriff is. Like being the honorary mayor, which yeah. we we have um, yeah, every yeah. two years, we do an honorary yeah, mayor. Yeah, you have to spend every couple of weeks in a booth with one. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, we let's see, the sheriff. The sheriff <laughs> thing means I get a badge. Yeah, that's um, I want a badge. Yeah. So when they said that, I'm like, I'm in. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And okay. Uh, so I still have my badge, um, which say, occasionally now, comes now out like at racetracks. <laughs> yeah. Um, but now the mayor's you, a bigger deal. Don't care, though. We have yeah. uh, who's our honorary mayor right now is um, Eugene Levy. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, you hanging out now? Uh, no, we're not hanging oh. out. Yeah. Um, we've had Billy Crystal. Sweet. We've had Sugar Ray Leonard. Okay. Um, 
We've had Chevy Chase. These are mayors or sheriffs? Honorary mayors. mayors. Sheriff, I don't, I don't even know like, if they do the sheriff thing okay. anymore. But yeah. yeah, sheriffs are more for cable. Right. <laughs> yeah. And that's exactly. what you get. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. They look at the TV ratings and they're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. that like, guy's an Shit's Creek. Yeah. yeah. IndyCar. NBC. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. NBC Sports. Oh, he's on USA. Yeah. Mm. Ooh, it's gonna be him and, that back. Yeah. It's like it's you and Tony Salub. You know. He's syndicated, uh, though. Yeah, fair. Yeah, all right. He's yeah, he it. might get he might get mayor status. He's making money. Uh, speaking of needing to be a sheriff, uh, calling you in 2018, bitching about our equipment getting stolen out of a car pales in comparison to what happened to you here the same year. Yeah. Um, yeah How bad was that weekend? Uh, you know, so I was racing in Daytona. Yeah, January and, 2018, and um, uh, so it was Friday night here, and they the far bedroom. They smashed those windows. Um, in the and, Palisades. In the Palisades. Yeah. There's a lot of crime here, actually. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> You'd be okay. surprised. All right. Um, especially with our current situation. Our current level of tolerance. Can you, can you break that down for us? Nope. No, I will not. <laughs> I um, absolutely will let's not. Let's get into it. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the part where it turns. So, uh, yeah, they smashed the window and um, and that I, means the back part of your house, which yeah, means they scaled they and the you fence. have a, hall, a tall fence. Yeah, so yeah. They, yeah. they scaled the fence. Yeah. Scale the fence, smash the window, smash the window. Um, and my wife came home from dinner with both my boys. So they weren't out of town. Yeah, I was racing. No, you, you were, were out of town, but your they family were, they was were just in down town, the which street. makes it scary. Yeah, like it wasn't yeah. she walked in the front door and was suspicious right away because we have two cats and they normally come to the door mm-hmm. and there was no cats and she walked in and looked down the hallway and like. You know, it was fully like ransacked house look. Yeah. And, and so she turned right around and left. Good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, five or four other houses were hit. Um, uh, and um, so, and I'm not a, I, I can't look inside my house right now and go like, oh, thank God, you know, that is my treasured this and this is mine. Like, I'm just not a, I'm not a stuff kind of guy mm-hmm. where, where, I mean, I don't even, uh, the wedding ring, I, I don't really wear watches mm-hmm. or, 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 uh, I don't know. It's not big on, I'm just not big on possessions that are my stuff. You yeah, know, I I'm, you. I'm just not you. wired that way. But, but things you spent a career trying to achieve. What I never realized was because I'm not wired that way, mm-hmm. my Indy 500 rings and a, Rolex from the championship and the like 24. They're yeah. not sitting around. They're, they were in like my bedroom and I'm like, oh, this stuff, it's, it's yeah. got my name on it. Who cares? Like nobody cares. You know, that, that only mattered to me. Um, and, and meaning it wasn't like a, I didn't see it as a possession. Sure, it was just sure. like a thing. And, but when they get stolen, I mean, a bunch of other things got stolen on my wife's jewelry and some other stuff. Um, but that stuff, you're like, damn. Yeah. That was like, if if it, it, you know, if my whole house burned down, I lost everything, but I still had that stuff, it'd be like, oh, that's kind of cool. At least I still have that. You right. know, like yeah. I had to grind it out for that. Right. You know, I didn't right. buy it. Right. I right. earned yeah, it. You know, your indie rings, your lights championship yeah. stuff. And, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so yeah. that stung for sure that that was gone. Um, but um, I mean, basically everything pre 2018. Yeah. Yeah. Was taken from you. Yeah. Well, I, I would say that small mentos. stuff. They didn't want any of the trophies. They got all the trophies. Well, they yeah. know but, those are cheap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, and heavy. Does it say IMSA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. like your Daytona Rolex, yeah, Indy 500 ring. Yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, all that was gone. Yeah, um, do you still have the Lamar Trophy? Uh, I do. Yeah, the Lamar Trophy. That one's going to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and uh, but you know what? They can't take the memories, which is cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and uh, so I don't really, you know, I I spend a lot more time. Um, 
uh, obsessing over the fact that I didn't win an Indy 500 as opposed to what I did have that right. was, you know, or what I did win or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm much more about, oh, you know, rewinding the ones that got away. Yeah. 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 So, and I'm optimistic if, at some point that stuff will come back because it's all labeled, right? It has yeah, my name on it, right, or it has the year, like, or the whatever. Do you, do you keep yeah. your eye out on eBay and stuff like that? I don't. Uh, the only thing I did was, um, uh, I think with Rolex, you let them know the serial numbers. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. cool. And yeah. uh, I still have the box. <laughs> you know, that green box. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I yeah. can't so just box. keep a closed box in the yeah. truck. Yeah, no one like, knows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can't open yeah, it. Yeah, I can't open that one. So, yeah, this happens. You mentioned Indy being, like, thinking about the ones you didn't get. You've, I don't know if it's been public, but you've you've stated before that you haven't necessarily quit the 500, you just kind of stop pursuing it. Yeah, I mean, what is that like? Practically if some, if, speaking, if the, if the call comes tomorrow, you're going to take it, but you're not going to chase it down. Uh, it, it would it would have to be um, it would have to be the most uh, competitively amazing. It, it, I joke like, well, if Elio failed the drug test, you know. Um, <laughs> And with a winning car. I mean, kind of talking? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> we, we know where he lives. Yeah. <laughs> we can slip No, it's, uh, it, it, those days are gone. Okay. Um, and, um, and part of it was, was a, a domestic commitment that, that uh, after the 10th one, I would stop. Mm. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. And, uh, you know, my wife is the farthest thing from a um, cheerleader on the sidelines in terms of, she just was it terrified. It sounds like she yells at you if you don't get your TV together oh yeah yeah um we know who runs this show no she listen i i get it it's like when i when i in 2017 i watched the indy 500 from the couch in there and i remember because it was abc i'm not broadcasting the race and i'm home for the first time and i'm like jesus kind of weird this will watch the race you know this will turn on the tv and watch the race and i'll never forget i was just like dude that is freaking insane. Like I'm watching. <laughs> it was like for the yeah. first time, yeah. you know, yeah. we coach ourselves into like, eh, whatever. Like, yeah. you know, it's just not, we downplay it, I yeah. guess, in our yeah. head. Yeah. I think that was the year when Dixon launched off the back of, what was yeah. that? Alex? No. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> off of. Uh, not Alex Lloyd. It no, was. Uh, um, uh, Jay Howard. Jay Howard. Yeah. yeah. And I'm used to like. I did that. Yeah. I'm just like, damn. Yeah. This is nuts. Yeah. Totally nuts. Um, so I think once you cross that threshold, it's hard to, hard to be totally in that mindset mm-hmm. and think you go mm-hmm. back. But then there's that part of me that's like, God, I could win. I, I know I could win yeah, that race. Yeah. I, I know I could win that race. And it's hard to walk away without having completed the mission. Really hard. Yeah. I don't want to get into anything that you're not comfortable talking about, but, but in 2011, <laughs> it, it, I'm serious. You don't, we don't have to get but, anything you don't have, but in, you know, in, Oprah in, has a much more stealth way of bringing, I don't try to be up. subtle, yeah. Uh, yeah. but in, but, in, in 2011, yeah. your car came to a stop right in front of Dan's yeah. and I'm told you saw things that, that we don't need to get into, but did that, has that played a role in terms of decision-making after that? Um, Strangely, no. Yeah. And I say strangely because um, that was uh, one of the hardest things I've ever had to go through. Just staring right at Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, especially because it was Dan. Yeah. Um, and I had a really... Um, I mean, you guys came in at the same 180 time. 180 kind of change with him. So we raced against each other in Indy Lights. He was the only only real threat to my Indy Lights championship, mm-hmm. right? And and um 
and he was every bit as confident and um, um, uh, salty as I was, right? right? right. Uh, he's from England. I'm American. Um, and we're, we're both with the, the two best teams. Right. Um, and, and I couldn't stand him. <laughs> well, that's just that junior level. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I really, I really did not like him. Yeah. And, um, and we came nose to nose one time, uh, uh, after we, we had a race at Texas Motor Speedway. Um, and he was doing stuff on the racetrack in practice where I was just like, dude, I, I, I was furious after practice and I got right in his face and I just said, if you ever, ever do that again, you know, I will not lift and you will be in the wall. Yeah. And sure enough, you know, the next day it was like, we're running, you know, big pack race and he goes to make his cutoff move. And I'm like, and I just buried him. I mean, just, mm-hmm. just launched him. Um, and I, I tell you that because 10 years later, uh, let's see, that was Oh one. It wasn't, yeah, it was 2011, uh, we're teammates at the Indy 500. Mm-hmm. And in that short three week period, um, uh, I wouldn't say we became the best of friends, but all of a sudden I became like a huge, well, I thought he was, you know, we spent just when you're on the other side of the fence yeah. and you're working together to get the car going fast and he's got a great sense of humor. I've had a little bit of success. He's had a lot of success yeah, already, right. right? All that's, we're not, we're not trying to kill not each other, literally, yeah, 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 you yeah, know, exactly. to get to the next opportunity. Yeah. And I'm like, Jesus, this guy was, this guy's pretty awesome. Like guy, yeah, a he's great time, a great laugh and, and still fiercely competitive on the racetrack and, and all that. Um, he went on to win, mm-hmm. um, and uh, we qualified. Uh, tag was pole. I was fourth, and Dan was six or something. We had like incredible cars. Yeah. Um, I crashed with Briscoe. Uh, tag, I don't know, uh, had some issues, and yeah, and and uh, Dan won. So, um, so it was really hard to go through this full kind of like talk about love hate this was like hate love yeah right right? where i'm like dude this guy's awesome and i can see becoming great friends with him you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh till we're 80 90 years old and and then and then to watch him pass um in front of me basically um was just surreal Mm. and uh and really really a helpless moment really helpless moment so i say strangely no because um I went on to race many more right, years right, and take right, right. crazy chances yeah, and, right, and, and, and yeah. do all of that. Um, but um, it, I, I struggled for a few years where I just thought about that, that moment in yeah. um, sort of a, uh, what I think is like a PTSD type mm-hmm. situation um, uh, every day. I mean, every day. And uh, it's, 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 I mean, it's it's weird i mean i've i like my mom passed away uh two months ago and and that's hard and and but you're i'm not obsessing like that was just a vivid um um almost like wartime what i imagine young people that have to go into battle uh uh uh, or old people that have to go into battle i mean you just think about what's going on in eastern europe right now it's it, that the, the, those things are really tough to process and, mm-hmm. and get through. So it took me a long time to get to a point where I could kind of self coach my way out of right. thinking about that literally every day. Uh, crazy crash. I mean, it yeah, was, just a bizarre, yeah, it yeah. was, uh, it was a, 
totally over the top, surreal, you know, movie like. He's like living in a in a movie. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Just like this is so weird. Yeah. yeah. Uh all right, changing subjects. Um one one kind of philosophical thing and, and and I just I bring this up because I feel like you're probably one of the most qualified people to talk about this this on the marketing PR front. You reference a book that was written probably now 40 years ago mm-hmm. as still being relevant to today. Yep. And yet, in the in my opinion, in the PR marketing culture, we act like everything is very different and we've forgotten this. What I, You and I talk about this all the time. I feel like the single most important part of marketing is an ROI. It's not being able to show numbers. It's keeping somebody excited. Somebody that makes the decision. Yeah. It's keeping a decision maker excited about what they're doing. You're and talking selling. Selling and maintaining okay. in terms of keeping money coming through. Okay. I'm curious if you agree with that or if I'm completely mistaken. Um, yeah, I suppose. I think I think that, um, you know, the I, I always say that, that companies don't make decisions, people do. And, um, and so if people are the ones making the decisions, not the companies, then the uh, emotional... Um, triggers to making those decisions are critically important. Um, anybody in a company that's in a position to make a decision um, uh, to get involved with racing um, is a fiercely competitive personality. And if you are at any company and you've achieved, you know, it's because you're competitive, you're mm-hmm. determined, yeah. Yeah. and and um, therefore the the only typically the only message that resonates is winning. And the only trigger that is important is winning. And so um, uh, demonstrating that you are on your path to winning, you know, and that you have a plan for how you're going to In other words, win. being the kid walking down the trade show floor with hunger. Yeah. And, and also, um, uh, you know, understanding, hey, you, you got to have a plan. You should, you should believe in your plan to win. And, yeah. if, and if you don't, it's tough to inspire people right. um, to support you in that regard. So um, I think that's I think that's really important. Right. Yeah. Because we we repeatedly hear how sponsorships are harder now than they've ever been. I don't know if that is true, but you are the one you're one of the very few people that seems to be able to legitimately sell when you need to. I don't think I don't think it's ever been easier or harder. I think it's the same. It's always been. Yeah. And the reason for that is it's a totally unpredictable outcome. It is. I mean, you buy you buy a 30 second commercial on NBC you're going to get a, you have a highly predictable outcome. You know, it's going to this audience roughly speaking and if it's short we'll make it up and if it's bigger than you paid for, good for you, you got a little bonus. But in racing, um you can sponsor me at the Indy 500 for a million dollars and I can crash in rookie orientation and <laughs> not do another lap. Yeah. Or I can win the race. Um and either outcome is is so wildly unpredictable that it makes it a very very uh risky business decision mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. the on the basis of just the sponsorship yeah. so that's where the whole b2b thing comes from is christian horner as awful as netflix makes him out to be <sighs> that wasn't a no <laughs> <laughs> that definitely was the, wasn't a no that was the how do i navigate this because oh. i kind of agree pause right <laughs> uh Christian and I didn't um, didn't end on the he's best not of listening. terms, <laughs> right? Yeah. Listen, he's, he's, I'm going to go on a limb. Good Corner's not listening to this, <laughs> but maybe his wife is. Fair. Christian kind of drove over me on the way to Red Bull, um, which happened to be at about the I same mean, time, mm-hmm. um, 
and it sucked, but I also understand. You know, if you know what I mean? If you've ever been screwed I, I over, but, but you get while you yeah. were screwed over, yeah. if that okay. makes sense. Can you, yeah. can you explain for because I understand what you're saying, but it, I was it, supposed to do terms. I was supposed to do two years of F three thousand. Right. Yeah. I was supposed so, to race the first year, learn the tracks, all of that, come back for the, the second year. year with the good engineer yeah, and the right. A team program, yeah. and then I go guess. try to win the championship. And so I went and did the first year, um, and then uh, for the second year, um, uh, Red Bull uh, had. Red Bull came in with Liuzzi mm-hmm. and, and, and basically, um, Christian forgot <laughs> about uh-huh. certain yeah. commitments. Yeah. yeah. Weird. Um, and so, uh, and you got dropped or you just weren't going to get what you wanted. We weren't going to get what we wanted. Yeah. We weren't going to get what we needed to win. It was clear it. that it was going to be me You're gonna get the same and Red Bull and their guy. Yeah. And, and you're and, just going to be the and, second thought. You know, there's, yeah. there's, you, there's basically every one of those teams, there's a number one yeah, no program. Yep. Yeah. It just, and and we were losing the number one commitment that we were promised, yeah. um, and that's that's why I stopped. Yeah. And uh, anyways, now I mean, look where Christian is and Red Bull and all of that, and and I get it. Um, I just would have liked it to be handled with a little more candor um, in the moment. I think a lot of second drivers at Red Bull would agree to say the same. Yeah. 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 Um, but if I had to hire a guy to win Formula One races for me, um, he'd, he'd certainly, you know, he'd, he'd give strong consideration. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, no doubt. Um, ruthlessly. Yeah. But that's the sport. Normally, uh, Continental picks up the check, but uh, not you in did, the Bell so House. Yeah. We'll, not on my uh, turn. We'll Venmo, yeah, we'll I guess. On yeah. Continental's yeah. On Continental's dime. Yeah. Perfect. I'll take that in uh, Ethereum, please. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you will not. I ain't paying for that shit. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> So you know what's really me 
I cop that, so I rock that's how it really be. But metaphorical, speaking my piece, that when I do, haters zip they lips like it's rhetorical. My past experience makes me an oracle. Don't believe when it's from me, so I write it down allegorical. Ain't trying to be the clouds, always overheads. Sometimes I gotta be the ground to hold you down and stand. For yourself first, then we go get the fam. Build them up, set them up like it's already planned.